0: Voice of the fan, drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker, lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money, you can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket. Up to date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket, the Peach Basket coming tune on air. From the fans, the ben, the ben,
1: the all right. Game seven. Uh, oh, Pardon. Shoot. No, no, I got it right. Game seven uh, playing tournament uh, or at least playing games are done. Um, so we figured it was a good time to come together, take a look at how we did. We were together just a few days ago. Uh, we gave you all our predictions, our fan expert predictions. Uh, let you know how that worked out for us. And uh, then we'll take a look at the game eight playing games that are left today and tomorrow. Uh, we are the Peach Basket. We're a site dedicated to all things basketball. We really are more than just a website. We're a community of passionate fans. I love the game, man. And you know, I said this a couple of days ago, and, and, and I'm going to continue to repeat it. It's going to be a big part of our site moving forward. We truly believe that... There isn't a whole lot of difference between the analysts that are on TV uh, that uh, are yelling at you on uh, on Twitter uh, and the type of analytical breakdown that our team gives you. Right now, everybody's watching the same games. There's no difference between the access they have and the access we have and the access you have. We're all experts right now. Um, and we believe that we brought together a group of real uh, passionate Fan experts, um, and you'll see what I mean when we talk about you know how we did in our playoff predictions, and uh, I think how we're going to do moving forward. So, I'm really, really excited to uh, have a couple of our fan experts today. One is a um, the lead writer for the Los Angeles Lakers who had a pretty interesting game yesterday, and one uh, covered the Charlotte Hornets who came this close. Uh, so let's bring in uh, Jay and uh, Andrew. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk, uh, first off, the games that happened, and then we'll take a look at the games that are coming up. So first off, how y'all doing?
0: Good, good. How about you?
1: Right on. I'm good, man. I'm always good. I'm have, This is I'm the good. Best. Right on. This is the best part of my day. Oh, Andrew said he's good, and then he left us. <laughs> Hopefully he comes back.
0: Hopefully he comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: not that good, man. Hopefully, <laughs> uh... But we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure just a technical difficulty. Yeah, he's back now.
0: Um, yeah. hey, hey, there you go. Oh, he's I'm back.
1: sorry.
2: There, Sorry.
1: That's all right. Welcome back. All right. So first thing, let's let's take uh, let's take a look at each of the individual games. There were four that were played, uh, two resulted in eliminations and uh, two resulted in teams actually gaining the seventh seed. First thing I want to call out. Um, is the fact that we had four fan experts pull together our brain power, and we came up with our predictions, and as a group collectively, we got every single one of them right. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, and, you know, again, I guess it is a little bit of a pat in the back, but there's really nothing special about us. We're watching the same games you watch. You're a fan expert too. I'm confident of it. If you're a, a passionate fan of the game that can objectively look at it, kind of put your fandom aside and objectively look at the game. Right now you have the same access as all of those other analysts on TV. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of the work that our team has done in the content they're providing and in the analytical view that came up with a 4-0 sweep of these picks. Let's take a look at each of the individual games. We're going to talk about, about them briefly and then we'll get right into the game tonight and the game tomorrow. So the first game was uh, Pacers uh, versus Hornets. Uh, I do have to say, and I think I've already said it, uh, Andrew uh, was the lead writer for the Hornets for us, did a great job covering that team. Exciting team, great regular season. Just didn't have it in this game, which was wild. Um, the only comment I'll, I'll make, then I'll, and then I'll ask you guys your thoughts. Um, when this happened, and it was a blowout from the from from the tip from jump, man. I just, I just thought, well, this is it, man. This is, this is not exciting. Kind of like Thursday night football with those games have, have historically not been great. And there's a lot of pressure to not have those games anymore. Ah, oh, poor Andrew. Uh, mm-hmm. he'll come back. Um, I thought, you know, this was going to be the end of the play in tournament, um, because this was not a good game. Um, and it really showed, you know, that the Hornets just, I don't know, were either weren't ready or the Pacers were super, super ready. Um, Enjoyable game, fun to watch, outstanding, you know, offense. But at the end of the day, man, this was this was just a real yawner of a game. And Jay, you got any thoughts?
0: Yeah, my first thoughts in the game when I was watching it from your first quarter, I predicted the Pacers to win, but I thought it was going to be way more closer than that. But surprisingly, yeah. the Pacers came out the gate and were just making it rain from three. Like very few teams you have the capability. It almost looked like the Golden State Warriors from when they won their championship. Yeah. Once I saw all these three started going in, I was like, dude, the Hornets are not going to win this game because besides the lack of defense, they weren't making it up for the offensive side by matching those threes or getting easy buckets, which the Pacers, I give credit to, did a good job because when the Hornets missed one shot, the Pacers finished that possession by grabbing the rebound and rebounds won championships along with defense. But you combine that with the hot three-point shooting, it was just it was going to be a long day for the Hornets. Real surpriser in that aspect because, like I said, I thought it would be way closer to that, but Hornets just got run out the building. Yeah, they did.
1: Andrew, I hate to ask. I hate to have you relive it, but can give us your thoughts on, on that rough uh, game for your team.
2: Uh, I think, like, go, going to, like, the, the playing game, I was really scared for the Hornets, man. Like, they, um, they ended the season, like, a five-game losing streak, which was, which was really a bummer. And I think the game that really was it for them. I think it was the game before the Pacers. It was hmm. over the Wizards, and the winner of that would take the 8th seed. And I think having those two games would be would put the Hornets much in in a better position for them to succeed. Now heading to the game, I didn't know it's gonna be a blowout. Yeah, I I, 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 when I watched on the TV, it was in the second quarter. I was like, damn, the, the lead was too far to get. <laughs> Oh my god. I I I was starting to get, get stared for the Hornets. The the thing is, the, the prop that game really summarized the struggles for the Hornets all season. And it was their front court. Hmm. I guess like heading to offseason, man. I'm really excited for the Hornets to really find the big wink wink, maybe Turner could be <laughs> somewhat of a play, but yeah, I think that game really summarized the struggles with the Hornets they had all season. You know, and that's
1: generally what you get in the seventh, eight, nine, ten seed. You got teams that are good but missing a piece or two or three. You know, and 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 that was exposed, right? Um, the good thing, you know, I think the Hornets have got the next great player. Uh, Lamelo Ball makes passes that just blow my mind. I mean, I'm blown away by his vision, and um, you know, I think it's. I think the future looks bright for them. Um, you know, a lot of teams will make this, uh, you know, will, will kind of dip their toe in playoff water and then we'll never see them again because the front office just can't build on, you know, what they've got going. Um, I think this team is built to succeed. Let's see how they do. But uh, right now Pacers, Wizards tonight. We'll talk about that one in just a minute. Let's go to the next game, uh, which saw the Celtics advance. They moved uh, into the seventh spot. Um They'll play the Nets. We'll talk about that later. Um, and uh, the Wizards get um, the Pacers. We'll, we'll talk about that one later as well. Now, Jay, you know, we talked about this in our Playoff our Prediction 1 show, uh, and we said specifically that Jason Tatum needed to have a Kobe moment for the Celtics to advance. He dropped 50, right? Um, the points don't matter necessarily to me. When I think of a Kobe moment, I think of just kind of taking over a game, willing your team to win. That's the kind of stuff Kobe used to do. And I think he did it. I mean, there there was points when he was just making buckets, when uh, he just looked dominant and he did not want to let his team lose. And it was a pretty impressive performance. Um, what are your thoughts on that game?
0: No, like you said, Jason Tatum was the whole reason they won. Even when they were down at halftime to the Wizards by two, they still kept their composure and, like you said, his Kobe moments, there were some moves that Jason Tatum did out there, like yeah. with, the footwork, with his footwork, as far as like the half turnaround or the fadeaways or hitting difficult shots. And I was like, dude, this dude looks like another clone of Kobe. Because as you can tell before Kobe passed away, he that was one of his uh, pupils that Kobe was um, teaching his moves and yeah. things of that nature. So it was a historic effort on Jason Tatum's part. And that's what it was going to take in order for the Celtics to beat the Wizards. I thought the Wizards were going to win this game, especially since I picked them. And then at halftime, I thought, Okay, the Wizards are gonna figure it out in the in the second half, especially Westbrook, because Westbrook had a terrible game. Yeah, but they didn't figure it out, and Tatum continued his hot streak and he led them onto the to clinch the seventh spot, and now they're gonna go against the Nets.
1: Yeah, and some folks in Boston are happy with that, but you know we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Andrew, were you able to watch this game? I know you're you're out of the country, so I know it's not easy for you to watch them all. But did you get to watch this one?
2: Yeah, man, I was really surprised on like the Wizards. I I didn't really think they played to, to their strengths, man. I thought they had, you know, they had more hunger, they, they had more fight onto them as they, they were like the, um, they were like you know, they were, le, they were just they they just made the eight seed, man. It was really tough for Westbrook. Really had a tough game tonight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love the way you worded it. I, that would shock me too. It didn't look like Washington had that hunger, you know. Um, it, it, honestly, I didn't see it from the Celtics either. You know, it, it kind of crept up on in, in this team or, or, or in this game from both teams. But I really expected the Wizards to come out and just try and punch the you know the Celtics in the face at the get go, because they they were hot. I mean, they were one of the hottest teams in the NBA. I thought this was going to be not a blowout at all, but a much more competitive game uh than I think it turned out to be. And and that hunger, the lack of that was was pretty surprising. But on we go. Let's take a look at the next game. The Grizzlies held off the Spurs. Um so the Grizzlies now um um will play the Warriors for the A seed. We'll talk about that. The Spurs are eliminated. Uh Renee covers the Spurs for us. Unfortunately he he wasn't uh, he wasn't here to talk about it. It's uh You know, that was, it was tough. I, I'll be real honest, blatantly honest. I watched this game beginning to end. I watched it all. I don't remember a lot about it. That's because of, you know, what the last game that that we're going to talk about did, but I do remember Valentinus just going off. I mean, he just, he looked like Dennis Rodman out there. He seemed to be grabbing every single rebound, putting things back up. I mean, just really creative around the rim. He was very, 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 very good. Um, Jay, you and I talked You know that John ja Morant might need to have his Kobe moment. He certainly didn't. Uh, I don't think you know, he wasn't bad, but you know, he wasn't good. The Grizzlies won because of Alan Uh
0: Do you remember any more about this game? Yeah, I do. Um, when there was a blowout, I don't know if you remember, during that pregame analysis, I said, like, the Grizzlies can have these certain moments where they get super hot from the field. He did, yeah. But I also said – the reason the Grizzlies have lost a lot of games is they get in these long lulls and long droughts, and they allow these teams back into it. And the next thing you look up, the Spurs are what's it called back yeah. in the game because in that second quarter, they was one of the longest lulls you can get from. Oh, sorry about that. That was one of the longest lulls you can get from an NBA professional team, and the Spurs cut it down to two. Unfortunately, they couldn't get over the hump despite having a John ja, uh, John Moran having a bad game, as you said, shooting eight for twenty. But besides Valentunis, what I also did remember uh, towards the end of our analysis, I said Dylan Brooks was one of those guys that you love to have on your team. And he hate was to great. Play.
2: You did. Dylan Brooks,
0: yeah. Dylan, Dylan Brooks was great that game. And that's another reason. I would say Valanchunas was one because he dominated the paint. But Dylan Brooks was another part of that yeah. equation, why the Grizzlies got that W against the Spurs. And now they're going to take on the Warriors as we head on to anal- analyze that game.
1: Yep. Yep. Fan experts. Undeniable, great, great call out. Yeah, Dylan Brooks, as he was dominating there for a stretch, I, I did remember that you said that you called him out by name. That was a, that was a great call out. Andrew, did you get to watch this game?
2: Yeah, man. Like, I, I, I just want to stress, you know, how Dylan Brooks was the most like impactful player, especially in like the closing moments of the game. Like we see how his defensive, you know, minded yeah. player, but still, you know, have like offensive identity to shoot the ball. And it was really unfortunate for the Spurs. I think that the DeRozan really struggled during this game. Um, yeah, I think, you know, some lapses within the Spurs. You know, we had the John DeMarie turnover that basically sealed the deal for the for the Grizzlies.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to find out when I think of the Spurs, I think of an old veteran team. This is the youngest team Pop has had in a very, very long time. They called that out in the in the telecast yesterday, which, which surprised me. And, and yeah, they, they do. They've got a lot of homegrown young talent um so you know what it'll be what will be interesting for me to see for this team is is not so much you know what they do because they're going to do what they always do They're the spurs they're going to they're going to be good they're going to be good but who's going to lead them you know how much time does pop have who's going to coach them when pop steps down that fascinates me because betty hammonds might be in the mix and that would be again pretty fascinating and probably about time Let's talk about the next game. This one was a dud. Uh, I, I was bored throughout and I actually walked out. <laughs> this this game changed everything, right? We started out with the blowout, and it just really looked like the playing tournament was a farce. It, 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 it just looked like garbage to me. And then this happened. I mean, we were expecting a good game between these two teams. You know, these, these are two championship teams with two of the greatest players of their generation. And wow, it just did not disappoint. The Warriors came out and punched. And, and LeBron said as much. They punched the Lakers in the face to start this game off. Uh, they were playing phenomenal. They led throughout. And then, you know, the Lakers just did what the Lakers do. They clamped down in the second half. They played elite defense. And they just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And it came down to one shot. You know, and the Lakers have got a great closer in LeBron. And that was the end of the deal. I mean, that was amazing. Um, I was... Fascinated by how the refs let him play, there were a lot of calls that 99% of the time would be files on both sides. I'm not blaming refs for anything, but they were letting them play. Um, even the last play, I thought when you know the Warriors had a chance, two seconds, three seconds or so for for a final shot, it, it looked like AD and, and Steph got their arms crossed. That could have been a foul, but the lay, the, the refs let him play, and I, I prefer that. This was playoff. Basketball and it was exciting, it was thrilling, and the Lakers survived. Uh, yeah, I know you got some thoughts, man. You cover the Lakers, what do you think?
0: Yeah, this game took me by surprise because if you remember our pregame analysis, I said I think it is going to be a blowout based yep. on the three games in the regular season where the Lakers are completely dominating them. So, just to see the Lakers, um, be in the close game like that and now come out the gate with some fury like, with some energy compared to the Warriors, I found that kind of interesting because I'm like, dude, don't you guys want to be the seventh seed and, like, avoid Utah? But they figured it out in the third quarter. I think that ultimately, if you're the Warriors fan or the Warriors team, that's what you're going to look at. You're going to look at that third quarter because if you look at the start of that quarter, the Warriors turned over the ball a lot. And not necessarily the Lakers did force some of those turnovers, but some of those were just lazy passes, which led to easy breaks. By KCP and Alex Caruso, I'm gonna give him credit for that third quarter. He changed the momentum of that game, as far as getting those steals, harassing Curry, and making it hard on him. He still Curry still got his points, but those are difficult shots that Curry had to make. And another eye poppy thing, which is gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for during these playoffs, is Frank Vogel. Is how quickly can he make adjustments? Because yep. as me as a Lakers fan, as a Laker analyst and Laker fan, I'm pretty sure other people saw it. There was just not enough space for Anthony Davis to operate in the paint. If you follow me on Twitter, I put a shot chart up uh, during the game. Anthony Davis was 2 of 14 from the field, missing a lot of perimeter shots, which he did settle for. But he only got three opportunities in the paint. And you would think, as a coach, why don't I take out Drummond and put AD on the 5 against a smaller team so we can give him more looks in the paint. And another mistake he did make, but I'm going to give him credit for it because he noticed it right away, is when he took out Caruso and he put Schroeder in to try to close the game. It just wasn't working out, so he yeah. took out Schroeder and inserted Caruso back in with KCP and West to make LeBron the sole point guard and playmaker to close out the game. Yeah. But the Drummond situation is getting a bit out of hand. Like he needs to, I think he needs to open his eyes and realize when Drummond is being effective, like in spurts, or if it's or if he's being out there too long, and it's you know what, maybe it's time to get. Marcus Saul out there to spread the floor a little bit for AD. So AD can post. And if he's getting a double team, we have a capable five that can hit the three out for Anthony Davis.
1: I literally agree with everything you just said. And the only thing I'm going to add a little bit of color to it, I was on Twitter watching, you know, your analysis in the game. And you called out the fact that Schroeder needs to get out of there. LeBron's a the playmaker. He needs to get out, bring in Caruso. And literally, as I looked up from reading your tweet, that's exactly what Vogel did. Uh, which was pretty impressive. Uh, Andrew, phenomenal game. What are your thoughts?
2: I think that the Warriors should have won this game, man. It was really such a – either team could have won this game. Um, Props to the Warriors, man. Everyone played really good. You know, we had, you know, Juan Anderson, Jordan Poole. I mean, he could have made that shot last second. It was really unfortunate. But, you know, props to the Lakers man. They really had, you know, a lot of composure. You can really see their championship experience coming to this game. And, you know, we had some, the Lakers really had some good substitutions. I think that the addition of, like, Wesley Matthews, putting him in, like, the final minutes gave the the team more, like, a defensive yeah. identity and more of a veteran presence on the floor.
1: Yeah, here's, you know, my thought as, as it relates to that. And I always try to be agnostic. I try to take off my fandom when I talk about this. But you're right, Andrew, the Warriors did everything right. They played phenomenal defense. You know, Steph Curry did Steph Curry things when the Lakers' focus was to stop him, and he still, you know, was unstoppable. Um, And and that's the distinction. I thought the Warriors, everything went right. You know, they did everything they could. The Lakers were not at their best, and that's what's scary for the NBA. This team got, you you know, Jay just brought out, Not much from Anthony Davis. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had a good all-around game, but he didn't score like he can score, right? You you did not have this team clicking on all cylinders. Where the the Mavs, the uh, the the Warriors were, they were clicking on all cylinders. And and Andrew's right, they could have won the game. You could make the argument that they should have won the game, Um, no doubt. But when you know that this Laker team did not play as well as they can, and the Warriors did, that's frightening. (laughs) That's frightening for the NBA. Yeah, all
0: right. the Warriors are going to look back at this game and say that third quarter is where they blew that game. They had a, no What was it, 13-point lead at halftime, or is it 15? 13, yeah. I agree.
2: 13.
0: Yeah, that third quarter, if you're a Warriors fan, of Warriors analysis, you are going to look back and say that third quarter is what killed the momentum for them.
1: Yeah, yeah no doubt, and credit for, to the Lakers. They've done it all year. When it's time to play elite defense, they play elite defense. It, mm-hmm. That's just what they do. And, um, you yeah, know, credit to them. I mean, it, it, it was a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy win. We got two games left. They're listed here. Forgive me if, if you're watching and this is too small. This is the bracket um, we're going to pick uh, right now. We're going on record, on tape. And uh, let's see. We're 4-0 right now collectively. Let's see if we can keep that streak alive. Um, let's start with the game tonight. It's They tip in about a half hour. The Pacers, who dominated the Hornets against the Washington Wizards, who lost to Boston. Let me begin by saying this is the part of the playing that I don't like. You've got a team coming in off a victory at a lower seed come, playing against a team coming off a loss that's a higher seed. It just seems unfair. And then it's eminently unfair to the number one team. The Philadelphia 76ers don't know who they're going to play. They have no clue. what. And, and yesterday, or a couple of days ago, it was one of four teams. Now it's one of two. It, it just seems eminently unfair to the top team who worked all regular season to get that top spot, and they're the ones who have to wait the longest to see who they play. Not fair. That's my grant. Um, I'll go last. Andrew, will let you go first. Pick a winner, Pacers versus Wizards. Who you got tonight?
2: I'm going to go with the Pacers.
1: Wow, upset. Okay, yeah. Well, I need you to explain yourself, then.
2: I I just think that you know that that the that the Pacers really had really had a good momentum. It's just that game versus the Hornets really vitalized their um their team. I mean, you can see like going ending the season, you know, the Pacers really struggled, you know, with management and coaching, which um, which really caused a lot of fuse in that organization, but. If you know, if we get those, if, if 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 we get those role players to play, this the same like the way they played the Hornets, I think they really have a good chance to beat the Wizards.
1: Okay, interesting. You said we are you a Pacers? Are a league rider now? <laughs> it, it, no, it, man. It, we got a spot. We do not have a rider for the for the Pacers, so they're yours if you want them. No, um, man, but okay. I never watch Pacers games. Got you. Got you. All right. All right. Well, that it, interesting. Uh, Jay, who you got winning tonight?
0: Tough one for full disclosure. I took the Pacers and the points, uh, three and a half. But I think the Wizards are going to win a close one. I think the Wizards will find a way to win. Unfortunately for the Wizards, I, they probably would have pre- rather preferred to play Brooklyn Nets just because Philly Philly's defense is so stifling compared to Brooklyn. Like, they would have had a better chance, even though they wouldn't have beat Brooklyn. But yeah. they probably maybe take a game, maybe, against the Brooklyn Nets because of that lack of defense. But against Philly, I think they're just going to get swept. So I got the Wizards winning today.
1: Interesting. You know,
0: I look at the records are identical.
1: One team's coming off a win. One team's coming off a loss. Um, You know, I I generally go through some mental hula hoops. And, you know, I always pick a veteran team against a young team. Um, I pick a good team against a player with a team with a good player only. Uh, Mm -hmm. These teams, man – I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not confident calling the Pacers a good team. I, I, you know, there was some turmoil there. Washington's, I think, got the better individual players. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they're a good team, you know, collectively. Uh, so I'm just going to flip a coin and go with my gut. I think the Wizards are going to win. And I have absolutely no reason to believe that. <laughs> Other <laughs> than, uh, you know, I, I just think, you know, Bradley Beal and, and, and uh, Russell Westbrook are going to be, you know, clearly really upset uh, after their loss and they're going to take it personal. Um, but it should be a good game. I'm hoping for a good game. All mm-hmm. right, let's go uh, in the same order. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors. Andrew, who you got winning this one?
2: I think as a fan, I'd rather have, like, Golden State going to the playoffs. I think um... – I think I, th- I think the Warriors really have a lot of you know there's a lot of anger going to last game, and I think it's gonna sure. be evident versus the Grizzlies.
0: Okay, you got the Dubs, Jay. I'm gonna go with a shocker. I'm gonna take the Grizzlies to win this game. What? Okay, explain yourself. Tell me why. Yeah, because yeah, the Warriors played absolutely their best game that they possibly could just to replicate right. just to replicate that success twice with Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. Tosca- Anderson Toscano, I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce his name wrong, Traymond Green Payne, excellent defense like that. Yeah. To do it two times in a row is going to be really, really hard. And the Grizzlies are not a pushover team like the Pacers yeah. or the Wizards. I don't think John Moran is going to play that bad again of shooting 8 for 20 again, you know? I'm not saying he's going to go out there and shoot lights that, like 60%, but I don't see John playing that bad, and I just don't see the Warriors having that same success again. Yeah. And plus, the unlike the Lakers, the Grizzlies do kind of like to slow it down a bit, like the ball in that playoff tempo. So I think that's going to work in the Grizzlies' favor. I think the Grizzlies are going to win this game, not by a landslide or anything, but it's going to be a real close game. Probably another game that comes down to the, to the buzzer. Okay.
1: Would love that in general. Would love that. It goes back to, you know, my problem with this plan, right? You, 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 you made a great point, right? The Warriors l- let it all out in Staples and they, they, they kind of left it there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, heart, soul, blood, everything went into winning that game and they didn't. Uh, they could have. Uh, Andrew is right. They could have won that game. They You know, they should have won that game, some would say. And now they've got to get hyped up to play the Grizzlies. No offense to the Memphis Grizzlies, but I mean, that's tough. You, you go from, you know, this close to beating the defending champs, to be, you know to beating a team that in a regular season wouldn't even be in the playoffs, wouldn't be in the discussion. That's really rough for the Warriors. Now, the only reason I'm picking the Warriors, the only reason is because this is a team um, that has championship pedigree. Uh, Rudy Tomjanovich, the coach of the Houston Rockets a long time ago, said never underestimate the heart of a champion. Uh, the Warriors are champions. And I think that... This is going to be tough. This is not going to be easy. I envision a game where the Grizzlies are actually leading uh, in the first, second, maybe even into the third quarter. But um, the Golden State Warriors, I think, are going to do to them what the Lakers did to the Warriors, and that is come from behind, show that they're champs, and uh, and win the game. So I, I got the Dubs winning. What I also think will be a good game. All right, man, <laughs> fun. Hey, hey, listen, nothing more fun than talking basketball with people that know it. Again, we're the Peach Basket. We're a site dedicated to all things basketball. We are a group of fan experts, and, and you're one, too. If you're interested in learning more, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you a part of, of uh, one of these shows. We're going to do a lot of them between now and the end of the uh, playoff season. All right, man. Thank you all. Appreciate the time. Um, let's see how we did
0: thank you you guys have a good one today thank you man have a good one